Hey, welcome to the Heart on the Sleeve podcast. I'm your host, Addie Jarrett. On today's episode, I was able to sit across the table with my friend, Star Gonzalez, as we discussed the importance of youth ministry, getting plugged into solid community, and digging into studying scripture. I'm so excited for you to get to know my friend, Star. for joining me for a conversation on the podcast. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I was super honored whenever I saw your text of um, asking me to like be on it. Um, yeah. So you're just someone that I see leading and loving people well and with a, a heart of compassion um, and loving people like Jesus has called us to love. So I really just wanted you to join me for a conversation and to share a bit about your story and how God has worked in you and through you. So for our friends who might not know you, would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Star, Star Gonzalez, and um, I am someone who at the age of 13, I uh, decided, okay, I want to go all in and serve God and um, wherever that may be, I'll go wherever, I'll do whatever, um, kind of told them that at a young age. And then um, I went off to Bible school at the age of 17. I went off to a small Bible school um, in the in the middle of the country in Texas. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Before um, Ozark. Yes. I did a year-long program out there and then decided, okay, I want to go get a degree in communications um, I thought I'd end up at a state school, and then God impressed on my heart, no, like, continue your studies in the Bible. So I searched for schools all over the U.S., and then landed uh, close by Ozark Christian College um, in Joplin, Missouri, and then um, graduated from there, and now serving at Christ in Youth. Um, so that's kind of a snapshot of where I've been, but I've along the way served at different ministries, mm-hmm. interned at different places, and um, yeah, gotten like experience through those things. So what brought you to Ozark? Yeah. So was there a certain pull to feel like this is the right school for you to study? Yes. Yeah. Um, and it was definitely one of the most um, assuring decisions that I've made. Um, it was through the website, though. It was online. Um, I was researching. I'm a researcher by nature, but Mm -hmm. I was researching Bible schools, Christian schools, um, degrees in communication, degrees in Bible, degrees in leadership, um, women's ministry, things like that. And then when I came across Ozark's website, it didn't take long for me to realize, okay, no, that's where I need to be. Um, I didn't even have to look at degree programs. I did eventually, and then... um, and then I ended up graduating with general ministry, but it was very clear that, okay, that's where I need to go. And he like confirmed that through through studying there and through the people that I've gotten to meet. It was mm-hmm. just kind of like such a confirming thing. So that's how I yeah. ended up there though. Awesome. And I'm so glad it, you are here because we have been able to meet and 
through your studies at Ozark, and I think I met you four years ago, I think. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I believe that. so. So, yeah. yeah. So, on each episode, we start with this big, loaded question, um, and it's, what big lie have you listened to for too long? Yeah. That's a big question to start with. I know. I'm getting it all out um, there. <laughs> but yeah, well, the yeah, right off the bat, I guess knocking out like the hard stuff. I think in the most cliche way, I thought about it for a second. It's the you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, the enemy will use that in different areas um, of your life. But he, that's the one I feel like he knows he can get me with. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think the enemy, like we forget he can, like, see our, our patterns of, yeah. oh, yeah, you'll believe mm-hmm. me if I say this. Um, and it's that same thing of you're not good enough, whether it's a ministry thing, relationship thing, um, family thing. That's one that I mm-hmm. I feel like most in my life I've gone back to. It circles um, back to Yeah, that. It, it'll mm-hmm. circle back to, oh, you're not good enough, which is then where you know the truth of you are called, you are you are good mm-hmm. enough. God has a destiny and a purpose for mm-hmm. you. Um, but I think that's the one that I have probably listened to for the longest, mm-hmm. if yeah. that makes sense. Like, probably. Yeah. And maybe it's just a comparison thing when you're younger or you want to be something that um, that the, that that lie is, like, kind of brought in v- mm-hmm. very early on. Yeah, and I, it's interesting how you brought up the, the truth that our enemy knows our patterns. Like, he's not all-knowing he doesn't we give him too much credit because he's not that creative but he does see the patterns and knows our weak points and will target those and like a broken record it just repeat 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 so um, he's not creative but he knows (laughs) some of those things that um, get to us and he won't let it go so how do you you said you focus on some of those God truths that you regularly cling to. Are there scriptures or um, people that you go to to seek out more of those truths from scripture and who he has called you to be to combat those lies? Yeah, I think I'm someone who very much will go to people um, to be reminded of those truths because sometimes I know I know the truth even when I don't believe it. Um, and I have a really, one of my really good mentors, her name is Kayla, and she'll remind me, um, she'll ver- remind me very plainly of, okay, but you know better and you know the truth. Mm-hmm. You know this about scripture, and you know that God has always worked things out, mm-hmm. and you know that he has something better in store for you. Um, so that's one, that's one person that I definitely go to. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So are there scriptures that you cling to to combat that lie, or are they mainly focused on the character of God that you know him to be and who he's created you to be? I think mostly it's the the truth that, mm-hmm. um, of following Jesus, yeah. um, more so than a specific scripture when it comes to that. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, there's the scriptures of God's known you, He's known you since the womb and and those created you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Since he created you, um, which those do help me. Those like remind Mm -hmm. me of the truth. But ultimately it comes down for me, at least reminding myself Mm -hmm. of the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. Like God's got a plan. 
He's got a plan for all creation. He, like, redeems things. He restores things. He's, like, a God who turns things around. Mm-hmm. And I think whenever I think about that, it minimizes the it minimizes the discouragement or the thinking of you're not good enough. Oh, yeah. Because it's greater. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I don't have, you don't have time to think about you being good enough when God's already called you into something, like, bigger. Yeah, and he is far greater. Yeah. And he even, he works best, even in our weaknesses. So, you know, why would we not trust him with that plan, you know? Um, so how have you responded to God's call throughout your life? Are there certain instances that stick out where you're like, I knew God was calling me in this season or in this place to do this? Yeah, I think for sure um, going off to like get my degree in the Bible mm-hmm. was a, a big point to where I felt really clear on that's what I'm supposed to do next in that season. Um, I felt that really clearly then. And then when I first decided I want to go like all in 100% for, for Jesus, um, like I said, it was whenever I was 13. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing at that age was just surrendering. Okay, I don't know what my life's going to look like. I don't know where I'm going to go or where I'm going to end up. But like I want to do it for you no matter what. So then I think that paved the way for decisions later on, like going off to college, mm-hmm. where because that was the foundation that I wanted to serve God and give him whatever I was going to do next, it was able to uh, alter or tweak yeah. the decision of like, okay, what am I doing next? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's how I've obeyed the call or mm-hmm. um, like continued to follow him in ministry. And I think there's a lot of other places where it's not as clear Mm -hmm. and you just at some point it's like okay you've got to trust that um if the decision's lining up with the word of god like he's going to bless that and like give you favor Mm, yeah um do you like to look back and see how god has worked in um, moments throughout your life to know like oh he can do this he can do it again or like do you journal or or think about like reflective reflection on like what he has done in the past or or are you more like I just know God is so good and he will do this do you are you more reflective in your thoughts with that definitely I feel more reflective Mm -hmm. in my thoughts for that um because I can get into those negative spells of Mm -hmm. oh no what's gonna happen what's gonna happen this time how's God gonna provide like this this time around but then when you go back and you look at your life and how God's provided Mm -hmm. um how he's paved a way like for my life in different areas I'm able to be reminded of okay he's always got he's always had you Mm -hmm. and he's always taking care of things um so where's your reason to think he won't this time Mm. um I think that that's been very helpful and I'll journal about those yeah for sure Um, so you mentioned you felt the call at 13. What did that feel like? Where were you? Was there a certain instance or um, something that spurred that on? Yeah, it was that um, that Bible school I mentioned that was a year-long mm-hmm. program in Texas. 
um, they run a summer camp um, during the summertime. Mm-hmm. And I had gone um, for, I think, a week or two um, during a summer. And it was during one of the night worship services. Um, and it was really great. The spirit was moving. Um, great worship. I don't remember the sermon. I don't mm-hmm. remember what was preached. Yeah. All I remember is during worship, um, whoever the worship leader was, or maybe it was even the speaker who just chimed in and started um, started talking, you know, adding, adding in um, kind of like some altar calls mm-hmm. of, okay, if you think, um, if you think this is um, a place where you want to surrender or give everything to God, um, go ahead and, and lift your hands if this is a place where you want to, you feel called into the ministry. Mm-hmm. And in that, in that moment, it was super clear I didn't even know what that meant. Like, oh, okay, you want to go into the ministry. All I knew is ministry is serving Jesus mm-hmm. and serving God. And as soon as he said it, it was this overwhelming feeling of, no, like, that's what I want to do with, like, the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's yeah. that's when it really, really hit me. Even though I loved Jesus before that, like, I was a kid who, um, like, fell in love with, like, reading the Bible, fell in love with my word early on. Mm-hmm. And now it's neat how God has brought you into um, a ministry where you get to serve students. And like you were called at 13, there are people, there are students who are called into ministry through what the programs and the events and the work that God has called you to do at this moment. And it's really neat how. He has brought that full circle in a way. Like, you were called into ministry as a teenager, and now you are working um, with a ministry that serves preteens and teenagers and um, that spurs them on to doing kingdom work, whatever that looks like. So it's really cool how God has woven that into your story and brought you into a position to serve, um, like, in the way that you were called into ministry the first time. I yeah. Think that's really neat. I think it's really exciting. And I think, um, I think very often youth, preteens, teens, um, are not fully seen whenever they're making these big life decisions. Yeah. And these, they might think it's, oh, it's just a moment. It might not last. Yeah. Or yeah. facing these big, maybe challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're very important, and they're very, uh, it's a very vital time, yeah. like, in, in their development. So I think that that's yeah. something that's super important. For sure. I remember when I was called, I felt God call me to ministry, and I was at a similar thing. It was a youth summer camp, and um, I was 14, and uh, about your age, too, at that time, and uh yeah, and not looked back. You know, I just knew there was that assurance, like you mentioned, that, no, this is where God is calling me, and I need to trust that. I need to be confident in that. Um, even though I'm unsure of what the details look like, I'm just going to take steps forward knowing that he's going to lead and he's going to direct, and it'll it'll be good because he is the one who is leading. Um, I know that... This is kind of goes along with um, what we're talking about because 
13 and 15 is pretty close in the same age. Um, so if you could go back and tell 15-year-old Star something, what would you encourage her with? I think I would, the biggest thing would be relax. Yeah. Uh, I, I still have to remind myself of that. You are so organized and detail-oriented, which is awesome. But I bet there, there were times yes. where you were probably stressed out with schoolwork and all of the things. Yes. So I've always been a detailed, mm -hmm. organized person. My mother always said, you came out with a clipboard. Like that's <gasps> That is hilarious. Yeah. She would always say that. And as much as there can be good things about that, there can also be bad things about that. <laughs> I'm someone who I get impatient too. So I think at 15, I knew there's so much life about to happen, but I also had a really hard time trusting that I didn't have to, that I didn't have to be the one to make it all happen. Mm. Um, I am a go-getter by nature. So at 15, I wanted everything, <laughs> like you name it. Like I wanted to, okay, figure out what am I going to do next? What am I going to do with my life? Um, and I felt very stuck, I think, at 15 as mm -hmm. well. I'm stuck in a, in a place where there was no Bible schools, like, anywhere mm -hmm. near me. So I didn't have a concept of that um, before. Uh, I didn't have a concept of that. Um, really before like the age of 13 or 14 when I heard about this Bible school that was a year long. But I wasn't thinking of Christian colleges or things like that. My world, um, I just wasn't as educated on what was out there. Mm -hmm. And so I think at 15, I felt like, oh, I want to do these things for God, but I didn't see the path to them. I didn't know how these were going to happen. At 15, me and my family weren't active in a church. Um Oh, so you didn't have that didn't, community and like a youth group or leaders within the church that could help encourage you like, oh, these are the options and you can try this and I'll pray with you and help guide you into that. Yeah, I really didn't. Um, I think we had been in and out of the church. Mm -hmm. um, I've been raised um, by a, like a strong Bible believer. My mother, yeah. she instilled that in us in a very young age in me and my siblings, but we really, really those youth years of after, after the age of like 11 and 12, I wasn't like active in a church, like you're saying, like have mm -hmm. those, those leaders or those mentors, like I wasn't in any small group or anything like mm -hmm. that. Um, so I think, yeah, even being like thinking of my 15 year old self, just saying like, that's there, like you don't have mm -hmm. that now, but like you will have that. And, like, God's going to provide church family, um, and you'll be able to, like, serve actively in a church with no issues or anything like that. Um, so I think that those would be, like, mm -hmm. relax, God's going to work it out. <laughs> yeah. Again, like, they sound very cliche, but... And you're not going to feel stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's so true. I need, I think we need to encourage so many youth with that truth that hey God's going to provide he's going to provide a way trust trust him because I think you're right sometimes we feel like you have these dreams and these goals and things that you feel like God is calling you to do but you don't really know 
how to go about doing what you feel led to do. And so just encouraging them with the truth that he who called you is faithful. He's going to go before you. He's going to provide a way. And um, surround each other with a wonderful community of encouragement and support and, you know, help them, guide them into who God created them to be. No. And I love that you're doing that a lot with um, the ministry that you're a part of right now. Oh, yeah, I think that I think that's so true. And for me at 15, I did not have a lot of friends, too. So even thinking about that, I'm like, God will provide the right people in your life. Mm. Um, yeah. I think especially the teen years of you not having what may look like, oh, like really great friends or having or being really popular or having a lot of friends. Um, that was something that was really hard for me then. Mm-hmm. But then sure enough, like I've got like amazing godly friends um, in my life now that and that's again like God works it out in the end. Yeah, he does. So was it just you felt um, like friends at that moment were at a different stage or, um, you know, not clicking well? Like I know teen years are so hard sometimes or if it was it like not feel like you had a strong community of like-minded people was it a lot of that yeah for yeah yeah, for me I didn't have like oh those those godly friends and a big a big thing was the church yeah so definitely like get plugged in yeah if I would have gone back I'd try to make that happen but also with kids sometimes things are out of things are out of your control yeah um so I think that a lot of that stemmed from not being in the church during that Mm -hmm. time yeah and we need community and sometimes it's easy to think that we've got it all together and we can you know just be ourselves and be with God and be like an island but God created us for community and to have those deep rooted relationships and be a part of this family that is you know on the foundation of Jesus and that's something I need to always remind myself, like, you know, connect with your people that God get like, provided for you. And don't, you know, isolate. Be a part of, be rooted in community because that is a gift. And over the past couple years, I don't know about you, but I've been reminded so much because so many things have been stripped away about gatherings and groups and things that I've, you know, been reminded of the the gift that community is, you know, when it's especially focused on Jesus. And, you know, past couple of years not being able to have that as much just really reinforced the truth that we need that and we were created for community. So Yeah, I think but, I think we take that for granted when we do have it. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Um, and I think that we neglect um, the importance of it a lot of times um, from Scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, we forget that the Jesus is, what did I say the other day? I, it's not from me, but I heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, say, I was telling it to someone, and Jesus isn't coming back for, uh, Jesus isn't coming back just for you. He's coming back for yeah. the church. He's coming back for one thing, and it's the church. Mm. So, like, are you a part of that? Like, 
mm-hmm. it's not about you. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that's good to remember. Mm-hmm. And we've got some great people all around us. Yeah. So I'm very thankful for our community. And I'm so glad you're a part of our community. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, yeah. So this is a fun question. What big God-shaped dream do you have right now? I think I... I think I have two. One of them is something I really enjoy doing. It's teaching. Yeah, you are very gifted. God has gifted you in teaching. Thank you so much. Especially teaching his word. Yeah. Whenever I teach, it's a different feeling afterwards. And I don't know whether it's, it's it's an anointing or it's a gift or... It's just different whenever you're doing something something and walking in something that you know, okay, God's gifted me with mm-hmm. this. I can't go up and sing and lead worship. That's not my <laughs> gifting. Um, so if I were to try and do that, that's not going to work out that great. Um, you can mute my mic and it might look okay <laughs> for a little bit. But in teaching, um, I really enjoy that. So I think a God-shaped dream would be that one day I like just – am able to teach like consistently Mm -hmm. um, and have that a part of my schedule I teach sometimes and I and I love that and I've gotten to teach even for you for what was it um for spring break Mm -hmm. like youth event stuff um things like that Um, but that's one god-shaped dream I think the other is definitely to be a mom one day yeah and lots of people say that's not that's not a big dream. That's yes, not a big is. like. Yeah. But raising little disciples who make disciples. Yes, yeah. that's been. Um, that's definitely a God dream of mine. That I'm like, okay, God, like I'm gonna trust you because I want to be a mom one day. Yeah. Um, and like, and you know that that is something that yeah, like. God puts that desire in your heart for a reason. Yeah. But you gotta give it to God. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> Um, yes. Yeah. God writes the best stories and um in the moments of waiting it's hard to remember that sometimes and that he sees the desires and um wants your desires to be complete and met through him but yeah when you're not seeing the end result or even parts of it coming together the pieces coming together it's easy to think that uh, is he going to do this is is this just some pipe dream or is this really a god call on my life and um but i think that comes from the enemy because he doesn't want us to have hope and um you know and he doesn't want God's kingdom to grow and to reign and so it's like he strips away those things and um, lets us tries to get us to be distracted and by fear and worry and worry that will God follow through with this and so that yeah it waiting is hard (laughs) when we don't see pieces coming together but he gave the, us desires and dreams and goals. And when we are focused with him being at the center of it, why would he not? He's a good father. He wants to give good gifts. 
to us who are his children, you know? And that's something I remind myself to, especially when I don't see how things are going to work out how I desire them to. And God's plan is always the best, and it's going to be far greater than what you can even imagine. Yes, and I think that goes back to like, okay, what truths do you remind yourself of when it comes to that of, okay, he's, he always has your best interest in mind. God really does. He's not, he's not like someone else, um, like, like a human, Mm -hmm. that scripture of like, he's not like, like a human that he would change his mind. Like that's not our, the God we serve Mm -hmm. who goes back and forth one day to Mm -hmm. the next. Like we serve a God who really does have our best interest in mind and like has better for us. But it's so hard to remember that when Mm -hmm. physically what you see or what you want at times Mm -hmm. um, is not happening at the Mm -hmm. moments you want them to happen. So yeah, I think that that circles back around to that. And sometimes I think he brings some of our desires into how we serve because that desire to be a mom and to raise young disciples who make disciples, who follow Jesus, who build God's kingdom, you in a way are doing that by coming alongside um, kids that you teach at church or with the ministry at um, Christ in Youth and how you're coming alongside younger people and helping them mature in their walk with Jesus. And that's what true mothering is. You know, when we are focused on mothering how God has designed it to be, it's to bring up people younger than us, to know who God is, to love God with their whole heart, soul, mind, and strength, because ultimately they're his children. And we just get to steward and guide and direct them to be who God has called them to be and remind them that he created them on purpose and for a purpose. And so it's mothering is a ministry. And I, I remind myself that a lot too, um, especially with seasons of waiting and um, waiting for God to work through that area of my life is I'm working with kids each day and some of them call me mom (laughs) because I'm kind of a mommy figure to them and I get to walk alongside of these kids I get to tell them the truth of a father who loves them even if they might have fathers who let them down we got a father who loves them and will never let them down he always keeps his promises and I get to walk alongside these little kids and and some of my students who are older and I get to remind them of who they are in him first and foremost and that is the ministry of being a mom and God is using you in that way too as you continue to see your your goals and your dreams and your God-given desires to be met no yeah and it's been really great to see like what you're saying, the the ministry of motherhood and like the ministry mm-hmm. of being being a mom um, to those who God's put in front of you. Like yeah. I got to witness that from you. Like even when I first <laughs> met you, like four years ago, I saw that like very clearly in you. Um, and I wanted, I was like, yep, that's the one I, I want to be like. That's the one mm-hmm. I want to do ministry like. 
Um, so definitely, um, I've heard this in reference to kids, but I think it happened between you and I as well. More is caught than taught. Mm-hmm. Um, you kids catch on to things, whether you say it or write it on a board, they catch on to how you yeah. go about things. And I think through ministry, whenever I was serving here with you um, and and serving under you, I've definitely, I've caught your kindness, mm-hmm. um, your gentleness. That's from the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes those days I wanted to be very impatient with this, the kiddos, but yeah, God's spirit works. <laughs> but I was definitely able to to witness that um, being like lived out through you. So I definitely, yeah, I'm very encouraged whenever I see your ministry and I think of like the ministry that you continue to do to the kiddos in this area. Um, but I, I completely agree with you in that God, God's got a ministry uh, for us through the kids, mm-hmm. just through the, through the kids in the ministry, he has us a part of already. Yeah. Um, and he's got a specific, um, he's got a specific, he's a strategic God. Yeah. He's um, a God of detail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's strategic about things and like he cares about, mm-hmm. about details. He really yeah. does. Um, but it's so easy to forget. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so yes, I like God. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I know that you have, um, just graduated. Was it 2020? Yes, 2020. And now you are in graduate school, pursuing your master's degree. Yes. And you are working. So there's a lot of different things going on. Um, So how do you find time to rest and refresh and refuel? And how are you intentional with keeping that time? Yes. So there are times where I'm really great at that and then times where I'm not so great at that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think um, just a pattern of mine I've noticed is during January, um, this has been like consistent that I've noticed throughout the years, I am not as good about my devotional time. For some reason, no matter what it is, you would think the opposite because new yeah, new year, <laughs> new year's resolutions, like let's get into this, start a new bible reading plan. But come every January, it is really hard for me to stay consistent um in my word. And sure enough, that happened this January as well. And now we're coming up with the start of March um came out of that, but there's different months and seasons um whenever I'm like stronger in having that devotional time but that devotional time is really what my rest time is Um, because whenever I look at times where oh I was my busiest my schedule was insane sometimes those have been actually the most restful because I was more consistent in Mm -hmm. my time with Mm -hmm. the Lord Um, like regardless of how busy my schedule was yeah from the well mm -hmm. yeah getting the strength you needed to do what he's called you to do for sure and I see the difference in my life to where I'm running I'm rather I'm running on e and I'll keep going Mm -hmm. or I can pause amidst the craziness Mm -hmm. get in my word that's how that's how God really like I feel like speaks to me the most though it's through his word whenever Mm -hmm. I'm sitting down reading um of course like praying 
Um, but that's my most restful time. Some people do like nature walks or they love the outdoors. I'm an outdoors person, but that's not where I spend my time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'll be walking two hours outside and that's, I can't focus yeah. on, I can't focus on God. I can't focus on what he's, what the spirit is showing me. I have to really be like face down in my Bible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's cause I'm more like, um, a logical or like academic minded Mm -hmm. person but I really like whenever I hear stories of people that um and maybe you're like this I don't know um that um really they're like oh yeah I need to be be out in the mountains or something I'm a studier too oh you are okay Mm -hmm. and I'm like word studies getting out my logos like I'm nerding out in the word and that's where I feel closest and you know to the spirit speaking to me Okay. Is when I'm dissecting each verse by verse. No, that's awesome because <laughs> maybe no one can relate I to know, us. I know, but I can relate to you. Uh, but yeah, I, I love to hear that because mm-hmm. that, yeah, that's encouraging. Um, <laughs> My husband's the complete opposite. He's like, just get me out in nature and um, fishing or hunting. And I'm like, I will fall asleep, but you know, that's great. But so, that's his time. Uh huh. And sometimes it's funny because. Usually you're around people who uh, spend time with God in different ways or hear the Spirit more through different ways than than what we do. So it's neat to see how God speaks in so many different ways to different people and how um, each person is wired differently. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I think something that's also helped me um, whenever I'm in my word and more consistent with devotional time this will often be the result of it that i'm doing more of praying throughout my day more consistently and whenever i'm thinking on okay like what is the holy spirit telling me or uh okay holy spirit like help me with help me like understand this those those thoughts um which i think are just a result of like you spending your time in your word then like those thoughts bleed out from that. Um, so I think that's the real game changer. No matter how um, crazy your schedule is or your or your um, or just your like your rhythm mm-hmm. within those months. Um, I think it just comes down to like, okay, like what is your source? Because yeah. you're gonna have a source or you like you need a source um, to, to supply that and like to mm-hmm. give you the grace to go from one thing to another you need yeah connected to the source yeah Yeah, for sure um so for people who might not really know how to get started with daily bible study and getting plugged into god's word would you mind sharing kind of how that goes with you so if someone relates that they can then put that into practice to get closer to the lord Yeah, the first thing um, I would say is just like pause and pray. Don't even necessarily have to pray about a specific thing. Just be like, okay, God, like I'm giving you this time. Um, Whether you, whether that's five minutes, 15, whether you have 30 minutes to sit down. um, I think taking that time to pause. And then if you haven't done like Bible study, like on your own first, I definitely recommend like just starting in the Gospels, uh, which is start like Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, 
um, just starting those those books of the Bible. Um, but usually for me, I will either do, okay, I'm going to read this chapter of the Bible, or I'm just going to read like this section or story um, or little piece, or maybe it's a psalm, um, and I'll read it through. Um, re- I'll, I'll read it through slowly. Some people are like, okay, read it. They'll read it through, and then they'll read it back again slowly. But I will just read like slowly because my folk, like I want my focus and my attention to be on, on the word. I can read something really fast, but nothing will stick. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's like, okay, like three sentences in, I want to figure out, okay, God, like, wh- like what does this mean? Or it's after those three sentences, God makes something clear to me and I'm like praying about it after that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think really just letting the spirit, basically like giving over that chunk of time to it's not about you or your schedule. Um, And I know that's hard, like because that I'm a very schedule oriented person, but just giving that time up and being like, okay, like I'm, I'm like giving you this and like have your way yeah that's so good um along with this are there any book recommendations that you have for us that will help us with our walk with Jesus as far as book recommendations um I'm trying to think I am rereading this one is kind of heavier um but I'm rereading The Family. It's called The Family, A New Perspective. I think A New Perspective and Family Dynamics by Balswick. And it basically talks about family dynamics um, from a Christian perspective. Mm-hmm. Talks about um, maybe conflict, relational things. Um, very and practical. Very practical and gives you a way of like looking back on kind of the family you were raised in, mm-hmm. um, what traits you may have from that, um, but then also giving very practical like marriage advice, um, practical like family advice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading through that because I um, took a class from Ozark, Principles for Family Living mm-hmm. with Peter Buckland, and he had that book as the textbook for it. Um, I took that whenever I was in school, so I went back um, to start it over um, because that class was one of the best I'd ever had mm-hmm. on really taking the time. I think we just go through life a lot of times and we don't realize, hey, like those first like 20 years kind of kind of made a difference in how I process things, mm-hmm. how I go about things, maybe how I react to things. Um, so I think that's, that's a, definitely a book worth reading. Yeah, and see how um, your upbringing has in so many ways shaped who you are today yes yeah I and think how that's... you desire to someday shape and mold your family you know first and foremost you know on the foundation of Jesus but a lot of how we live day to day shapes um, the dynamics of the family like you mentioned are there any other books I, I think that's all yeah, yeah, I can't think good. of, yeah. That's a really book. practical book, and we'll add that to the show notes so people can order it or check it out for themselves and um, check out those ways that their families can connect with the reading and see how their family has been 
laid out on Jesus's foundation and all the different dynamics of family life. Um, so on each episode, we end with this question. Um, what last piece of encouragement or advice would you like to leave with us today? Um, I think something big that within the last year God has like grown me in so much that I, I think that this will be helpful to some at least someone listening um, but it's prioritize the right voices in your life mm. because I think um, life happens and you meet people and you spend time with people but I think that it's very important that you're intentional with who's whose voice and what's being um, said over your life, Mm -hmm. um, I think that can um, change a lot of who you are and who you're becoming. Um, So I think, Mm -hmm. I think that's like the, the advice I would, I would give. Um, One of my friends um, preached a sermon one time where she said, the five people, like look at the five people that you spend the most time with, Mm -hmm. because that's who you're becoming. Yeah. So really like take a look. Um, whether you whether you are intentionally doing that or not, you look at those five people and are those people you want to be like? Yeah. Um, and I think that that was a game changer for me when I whenever I um, first started like evaluating that in my life. Um, and again, it also like it's a good thing of you realize how thankful you are for some people like in your life. Yeah. So I think that would be like my biggest advice mm-hmm. um, or thing that I would want to share. Yeah. It goes back to the importance of community. And like, um, I heard this said one time and it was, you can't be what you can't see. And so if we don't have people around us who are modeling, um, you know, a secure and solid um, relationship with Jesus, um, it's going to be hard for us to grow in that if we don't have people who are further along in their journey with Jesus to help us, help guide us and for something for us to see and look at and aspire and be encouraged by. Um, So yeah, building a strong community and bringing in people who um, are like-minded and have a similar heartbeat after you know the Lord and um, kingdom his kingdom being built here and grown here and for a heart for people that you know Jesus has created and a heart to love people and love the Lord is so so important so I love that you brought that prioritize the right voices in your life yeah I wrote that down that's good (laughs) that's so good yeah I think yeah I think it's really um Believers and non-believers, um, I think, definitely can talk ourselves into or convince ourselves um, to be spending time with people who aren't growing us. Um, I think, one, you can see the good in people, but also um, sometimes we like being right and we like hearing what we want to hear. Mm-hmm. So I think um, those are some things to help you evaluate that. Um, mm-hmm evaluate that in your life but I really think that's a big thing that doesn't sound it doesn't sound spiritual um but it is biblical 
Mm-hmm. You've got to have, um, you've got to put yourself under submission. You've got to have the right leadership, but, um, but be around those like who are going to grow you sure. and be intentional mm-hmm. about, about those people in your life who are speaking into your life. I'm so thankful for your voice in my life and how you've spoken into my life and our students' lives and how um, just God has crossed our paths and allowed us to serve together and um, learn from each other and grow together. And I'm just very thankful for your voice in my life. And I'm thankful that you're willing to join me for a conversation on the podcast to share your voice with others. And I know so many people will be encouraged by what you had to share tonight. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for letting me talk at all on this podcast. That's, uh, that's super encouraging. And I've definitely learned way more from you. So thank you. Thank you for, thank you you for letting me, yeah, um, uh, be here with you and like be on your podcast. Yeah. I appreciate it. I'm so thankful for you. Thank you for joining the conversation. You can share these episodes with your people and let us know what you think by leaving a rating or a review. You can also email us with prayer requests, thoughts, and suggestions to heartonthesleevepod at gmail.com. Thanks again for joining the conversation. And as always, don't be afraid to wear your heart on your sleeve.